Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Scala. Welcome back, guys. You're listening to Style Over Substance. We're just two friends talking about our experiences working inside the fashion industry and also our observations from outside the fashion industry. It's sometimes serious, but it's definitely always a good laugh. Always. We release new episodes every Tuesday. So subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platforms. My hair's looking great. It actually reminds me of your hair at school. Yeah, this is this. <laughs> I oh can't talk. My hair is so greasy. I put, a, I put a hair mask in it yesterday and I was meant to wash my hair this morning before I went to the office and I just decided, nah. So she's got a lot of dry shampoo in it. <laughs> wow. But like the hair mask ends, like don't look like they've got one in, but yeah, I. I've looked better, you know. But haven't we all? <laughs> haven't we all? Humidity is getting to us. Oh, well, I um, really appreciate these showers that are happening right now. The, the world needs it. Yeah. Yeah. Really needs it. Um, I don't have a garden, but the gardens need it. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you know what didn't need it is my washing on the washing line <laughs> <laughs> yeah and actually I'm already getting the winter dread when it comes to washing we really? just I just love how fast washing dries in this weather I just love it and the winter dread of like you know something will dry in like a few hours in this weather the winter dread of like, oh, it needs a few days. Like, you know. Indoor. Mm. You got the two, three racks just chilling in your house. Yeah. Wait. Trying to be near a radiator, but still not doing loads, rotating it, you know. So it gets. <laughs> yeah. I know. Not that I'm wishing away summer because I'm not, but I've already got the winter dreads on. What's your fashion story? (laughs) (laughs) So, 
my fashion story is that Miss Kimberly, is it Noel? Yes, it is. Kimberly Noel. First of all, she broke up with Pete Davidson and the, you know, the internet is shook. Um, mm-hmm. But she has done a collaboration with Beats Headphones and released three shades of Beats Headphones. And they're meant to, I guess, incorporate a range of skin tones so it can look more subtle in your ear and blend in a bit. Which, to be honest, I'm actually surprised Apple haven't done. Because I actually hate, I forget that I've got them in and maybe like have a picture. And then you're like, they're so obvious in your ear. It's such an eyesore. I had this when I went traveling because I was alone a lot. I would listen to music as the soundtrack of traveling. And every photo I've got of myself, I've got headphones in. And this was before um, wireless. So I've got like the things hanging down. Um, So like it makes sense. And they probably look a bit like singers in ears or whatever. But yeah, she's just, and it's very skims. It's very K K W beauty. It's very her. Like, but she's just doing it all. Well, it was an excellent idea. And in the same way you said, I'm surprised this hasn't been done before. Why has it not been done before? Yeah. But the person who's going to do it is obviously the nude, the nude aesthetic queen that is you know Kimberly Kardashian um but also when I saw it first of all I thought great idea this would sell if I were to buy um airpods whatever they're called um then I would get these but the fact that you know Beats by Dre is owned by Apple I was like wow she's essentially got a collaboration did you not know this didn't know that yeah they're owned by Apple they like bought them from Dr. Dre. I think I sort of do know that because I swear that they used to boast that they had the inbuilt speakers. Yeah. The um, Beats by Dre pairs really easily with Apple products. Yeah. Um, But I was thinking like, wow. How much involvement do you think Dre has in that? I don't think anymore. (laughs) But he still will be making money on that. Oh, of course, of course, of course, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was thinking like this is really a massive moment to have a collaboration with Apple, essentially. Essentially, like these colors is not in Apple's normal aesthetic. They're very much white, mm-hmm. silver, you know, and then they have some like jewel tones that they come out with things in. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is probably, I mean, the fact that she partnered with Fendi earlier in the year or last year mm-hmm. and now with Beats by Dre is insane. And it really is, um, I guess this is this part has always been part of Apple's ethos is like the fashionization of technology. Like their products have always looked sleek and that's always been a backbone of their products that it's supposed to look expensive and sleek and trendy and stuff. But this really is um, a really cool marriage between the beauty sphere and technology in like a way that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it makes 
it makes a lot of sense and as as you said like it's not really part of their aesthetic so it makes a lot of sense for them to first introduce it as part of a collaboration I guess that's also a way for Apple to test that out see if the demand is there before they do it maybe in their own line of things um yeah I just I actually think it's quite a big thing for her I think that like you said there are certain things where you're like you're flogging a dead horse Kimberly but there are other things where you're like no this is actually like this is pretty impressive she's not in the tech world yeah of course it's probably just that she chose three shades let's be honest and put her name to it but still it's a really high profile collaboration Mm, yeah and I saw it and I thought 100% Kanye gave her this idea you know yeah this has been in the works since before she fell out with Kanye (laughs) Kim is a socialite and all props to her she knows how to socialize and she knows how to do that marketing thing but she's had a lot of bad businesses she's had a lot of bad products and I think there's a lot of people who forget before they became mega famous in the first few seasons of keeping up they were flogging all types of shit weren't they mm-hmm. um and I mean the fact that she came out with KKW Beauty years after when she should have she came out with Skims years after when she should have again those were those are examples to me of her flogging a dead horse like really like you should have done this like six years ago Kim um but this does seem like ah this is something I can get behind Mm, yeah I I don't really would I that's what I was thinking I was like would I get some so I don't have any Beats headphones so I don't know how decent they are um potentially I don't know I mean I don't feel Mm. the need to have skin tone headphones um but it might encourage me to try out beats I don't know yeah yeah I think you're right there it's like um for those who maybe didn't have beats in earphones on their radar Mm. they you know they're converts now I have some beats headphones they're like quite entry level but I need I need a bit of wire if I'm honest they go around your neck yeah I can't do this like completely wireless thing because they'll just fall out my ears well I've got the I've got like a super entry pair I think they came free with my iPhone that like yeah they're around the neck and in the ear but they don't stay in my ear and I want actually really decent headphones for running but I just like to get really good you need to be spending a couple hundred quid and I just sort of refuse I'm not I I'm clumsy I lose things I've even lost I don't know how you know like big headphones that you I don't even know what they're called headphones that you like noise cancelling headphones yeah I've lost a pair like how do you lose those I don't know I didn't even leave them anywhere I know I've lost them in my flat oh you know so yeah. Speaking of headphones, though, um, the new Apple ones, over the head, proper headphones, I think they're really nice looking. I, I, I'm not getting them because it's way too much money. But 
in my mind I own a pair (laughs) (laughs) and I think they look great um yeah what is your fashion story oh I don't have one (laughs) 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 what's the best thing I've ever heard um yeah one this week i think that is a great segue into what our topic for this week is we interrupt this broadcast to say go follow us on instagram our handle is at starlives of substance pod there you'll find our weekly fashion topics all the stuff that we discuss in each episode and our polls or reach out to us at styleoversubstancepodcast at gmail.com for new suggestions of topic discussions or even to share your own fashion stories. We also have a YouTube channel, Style Over Substance Podcast, if you'd rather listen to our episodes over there. Back to the episode. Our topic for this week's discussion is really um, born out of what we're both dealing with. Um, I yesterday went for my lash extension mm. patch test. So now I have like three extra long eyelashes <laughs> on the corner of both my eyes. Do they match my other eyelashes? No. But for the sake of a patch test, they're there. Um, And I think we've just been having this ongoing conversation for the past month about personal grooming, the frequency of it, the different treatments available. Do you buy into them? Do you not buy into them? When do you stop? When is too much? The expense of it all and our ever-growing standards for grooming as well and it's so intrinsically linked with fashion because I think again on this podcast we've discussed how you can be wearing this really simple outfit but if your grooming is on point if your hair and your makeup and your nails and what is done it's like you look like a million dollars type thing Mm. so yeah so I think I even sent you a voice note the other day saying how so I think I'd been sat in the sun a bit and you know when you're just a bit sun-kissed and so for me that then means like my skin it just feels good so I've got freckly skin I love what that does to my face like for me that makes me feel like I don't need I don't want much makeup because I don't want to cover them they sort of flare up in areas and I feel like creates dimension on my face all this stuff and so when my face is like that and if it's clear of spots which fortunately freckles do hide somewhat (laughs) blends in but I then don't feel like I need makeup I just want some lash extensions or like a lick of mascara need maybe a bit in my eyebrows because I don't have the fullest of eyebrows and like that would be me like good to go and maybe some lip balm but saying that that is still me talking about lash extensions. Mm. Like realistically, if you want that no makeup look, you want your eyebrows microbladed, or like if you're a hairier eyebrowed friend, you want them laminated or whatever it is and shaped and sculpted. 
um, I don't have that issue. I need help adding to them. But equally on top of that, you want nice nails. Like I have a real nice nails say so much about a person. Really? Yeah. Didn't didn't you you said the other day you hate when someone's nail varnish isn't done well? Oh, I do, but I don't think it says something about the person. Not, but like, I don't know. I just think I just really appreciate, maybe it's more, I really appreciate if someone's got nice nails. Like I'm like, you've made an effort there. I know that upkeep. I know that's hard work. I know you've paid good money for those. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) No, I, I agree. Like I do. I, I've always had an appreciation for good nails. Um, and yeah it's it is a lot of upkeep and it it begs the question that and I think you've mentioned about in regards to lash extensions once you start doing a treatment you get used to the way you look with them on so your eyes look different and your face looks different and you like that look and so you need to keep it up and lash extensions are what about 45 to 60 70 pounds a full set Mm. and then plus the infills I'm not sure how much infills are about 30 pounds 40 pounds some of that yeah um and you know if you if you're gonna commit to doing grooming you have to be committed to the upkeep that's that is the thing it's the upkeep because it's one thing to get nice nails, nice lashes, um, a wax for a holiday, all of that stuff. If you want to be the girl with nice lashes all year round, if you want your nice nails all year round, if you want to mm. be silky smooth all year round, <laughs> you know, mm. get your hair done, all of that stuff, that upkeep is not cheap. It's not cheap. And it's that like consistent upkeep is what makes you look effortless. Do you get it? Do you get what I mean? Because you kind yeah. of pretend like, oh, I just look like this all the time. Like, I'm just born like this, mate. Like, <laughs> you know? And if so, if, if one week your lashes are looking great and the next month they're like, you got the last little stragglers holding on for dear life. You almost like break the full fall. Do you know what I mean? You, that line of like fantasy is broken. We now know what you actually look like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you like when, okay, so I wear my nails short most of the time, especially when I actually have to do some proper work. But if I'm going on holiday or if I feel like a change, I've had acrylics done a few times. Um, Scarlett's much better than me at this. You have longer nails most of the time. Um, and so anyway, when I get acrylics done and I want them obviously to look good all the time. So that's like getting your nails done. If you're quite religious about it, like every two weeks. Yeah. Mm. And I'm like calculating like how much I'm how much I'm gonna spend, how long can I commit to this expenditure for? Because again, I want them to look like they're always done and effortless. Um 
And another thing with consistency, it's not just the price thing. It's finding the time to get them done. Yes. Booking yes. the appointment that you can get. Yeah. This is a problem I have when it comes to my lashes. And maybe it's because I'm not that experienced with them still. And also sometimes I feel like they last longer than others. It probably depends how well I'm looking after them, how much mascara I put on them, which you're probably not meant to. Um, but I'll suddenly be like, oh, I want to get them done next week. You say, oh, sorry, I haven't, I haven't got any appointments till like blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, well, then I'm going to be becoming bald. So then it then begs the question, like, should I just, like you said, break that wall and just accept my life without them? Otherwise, I'm going to restart again. Um, and it is, it's just a lot of commitment, sort of. I don't know how frequent lashes are. Let's say it's every like three to three weeks. You're probably meant to have a top up nails. It's every two. Um, I personally don't get waxed, um, but I have, I did start um, doing laser hair removal on my underarms. But again, it's really expensive. And then it's sort of like, I'm now like, it pretty much had gone away. And now it's sort of coming back a bit more. I'm like, oh, I've got to go again because I haven't finished that course. And they told me it'd be six sessions. So I was like, oh, I don't think it will be. Um, and yeah, you kind of just got to like do what what is expected or required of you. Um, and yeah, it just, it adds up. It really, really does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I begrudge it. Yeah. And we know. aren't. We aren't even talking like Botox and injectables here. Oh, yeah, that's true. We're talking like entry-level um, upkeep maintenance. Um, that's so true. Like, I'm not one to get injectables. I don't really think my face needs things added to it. If <laughs> anything, <laughs> things need to be taken out of it. <laughs> but... Um, Yeah, like that is something that has become even more common over the past few years. And that is a real expense. I mean, microblading, which is not even like, is it a cosmetic procedure or it's like considered tattooing? That in itself is about £500 to get um, your eyebrows. It doesn't last forever. You need top ups. I've considered getting this done, though. But then I saw the price and I was like, Miranda, get a grip. (laughs) I find it quite stressful. Not that it's because it's not permanent, but I do find it quite stressful of like the shape of an eyebrow. If they just didn't do that the way I wanted. (gasps) Yes. (laughs) I just, (laughs) I just, yeah. You know, because some people have a real, their face and their eyebrows just dictate the shape. I sort of have eyebrows that if I fill them in certain ways, I can sort of play them up a little bit. I mean, granted, I tend to fill them in the same way, but I don't know. I don't want someone to interpret my eyebrows the way I don't want them to. Yeah, I think they pencil on the the outline. For sure, I know, yeah. I know what you mean, it's a risk. It's like getting a tattoo, isn't it? You, your life is in their hands because quite frankly, your brows are your life. And for the next 
solid nine months, you know, before they start to fade a little bit, you are committed to that brow look and that density and that depth of brow. And to begin with as well, they're really dark. And I Mm. think like anything, I'm someone who like the first day after getting your hair done, the new colour, the new car, and it always looks a bit too like glossy and done after a hairdresser's. I hate it. I never like it. And you just need it to settle in a little bit. You need to wash it yourself, style it yourself. Like you come out looking like an angry bird. (laughs) And of course you're never going to like it. And they tell you it's going to fade. And of course it is going to fade. But you just, you don't want to walk out of an appointment with regret. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's such a, I remember when I moved over down this neck of the woods and I I literally went to about, I think I've been to about five, no, not five, no, maybe about four different waxes until I found one that I was comfortable with. Mm. I've been to about maybe maybe about two or three nail salons before I settled on one that I felt like I could trust at a reasonable price. Yeah. with like brow lamination or blading or injectables and things like that because it is so it's more permanent yeah you can't shop around shopping around is is a nightmare I'm sure (laughs) you have to go off of word of mouth so that means that you have to know someone who has had that done and you like the level that they got that done Mm. and yeah I think when it comes to things like that I would also just want to pay I wouldn't want to pay a a cheap price I'd be like you know what I'll go for one of the most expensive options because hopefully that means they're the best because it's fear of how permanent it feels yeah, I think everyone has those intentions where they're like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to pay top dollar for... Mm, but it's expensive. But we're talking about thousands in upkeep. Yeah. Um, so I've got some figures. Okay, yeah. Yep. That I have found on the interwebs. Some of them are about um, the beauty industry in general for the UK, and then mm-hmm. some of it is about... Um, Grooming spend on average on beauty treatments some of them I don't agree with but I'll see what you think okay so um a website called uh policy b now the name's a bit misleading because it sounds like it'd be a shit website but it I I believe in these figures um it says that um hairdressers and personal care salons in the UK were at their highest in 2019 reaching uh, 8.6 billion pound industry and they said this was equivalent to every person in hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. In the UK, spending £166 on personal care treatments yearly. That I can believe. Yeah. A is not a lot a year. And that is that is like every single person in the UK getting beauty treatments, which we know that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it says, at the end of lockdown in april 2021 there was a reported 432 percent spike in bookings do you remember that time mm. chaos mm. now i'm really glad i didn't have acrylics back then during lockdown because i would have been pulling my nails off with pliers if i had to somehow upkeep yeah months old acrylics on and you know what? This is a really good point as well. And one that like I feel like we should have all learned from is imagine if there's another pandemic. Mm. I like kind of vowed to be this girl that like you don't then suddenly everything falls out, like your eyelashes fall out, your nails come off, and then you're like, this is the real me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Sorry, continue with your stat. Well, that was a time where people started trying to do their own beauty treatments at home. That's when we had lockdown haircuts. Yeah. Um, that's when people were a bit more adventurous because it was born out of necessity, but then it was also like, well, I'm not going anywhere. No one's seeing it. <laughs> so no one's really going <laughs> me. Um, and yeah, that was that was an interesting time we all lived through. Um, yes, yeah, so the American Express Shop Small Initiative, basically, um, predicated that, sorry, not predicated, predicted that hair and beauty industry within the UK would grow 16% by 2023 and reach about 56,000 independent salons um so yeah and then now this bit is like average amounts we spend in our lifetime on beauty treatments and I want to know what you think about these okay so Harper's Bazaar I think this was taken from like 2017 so it's a little bit old Mm mm-hmm um the other figures I gave you was from last year so they're a bit more reliable but anyway Harper's Bazaar was saying that a new study new as an old one from <laughs> has revealed that 49% of us I think women hate the idea of hair removal though the average woman still spends 23,000 pounds to wax away unwanted hair over the course of her lifetime. 
I've heard mad figures when it comes to hair removal. And that's why lots of these laser places justify it because mm. they're like, even just buying a razor, like all the things that you try, like waxing, like shaving, shaving foam, just like the repeat buying all of that. If you add it up, it's yeah. actually more cost effective to invest in laser hair removal. Yeah. I've, is the I've, way they get you. <laughs> yeah. I've done a course of laser hair removal and it didn't really work for me. Mm. I, it completely depends on your skin color, your yeah. hair, how coarse your hair, how thin it is, and the hair color itself. Yeah. And I, I'm going to boast I'm the perfect candidate. Yeah, yeah you are. <laughs> how, do, how does it feel to be the chosen one? I've got to be chosen at something. <laughs> um, my colleague, though, we went to the same place. This was years ago. It's the same salon. Um, she is Italian and she has very fine hair and it mm. works really well. Oh. And she even showed me her bikini line. And I was like, oh, well, I'm jealous. But yeah, it's, it is a tricky one because you could be like me and spend a little bit of money on doing laser and it, you end up just going back to other treatments. Yeah. So it also goes on, huh? 23,000. It's a lot, isn't it? What? 23,000 in a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. Um, It gets worse. Mm. It was revealed that an average British woman spends a staggering £70,294 on her appearance over her lifetime with makeup and skincare products taking up most of the budget. Now, for you, I think that's... <laughs> I was going to say, like, maybe. <laughs> makeup and skincare. I guess that covers the people who are really luxe with that stuff. But I would also say there's a huge proportion of people who literally wear the same 10 products on their face. They yeah. buy their, you know, they don't buy into the high-end stuff. So, you know, that counteracts that a little bit. That is a, that, that's like, that's like a thousand pounds a year. But like not even, because you might not even be using skincare. <laughs> Like from the age of ten, yeah, about a year. That's, um, that's a lot. Well, the average, of course, is gonna pull in those who are mega rich. Yeah, be counterbalanced by those who are really cheap about personal grooming. Um, I think that if yeah, if you were to break that down, a thousand pound a year. Okay, say you got your lashes refilled every mm. three weeks to a month. You got your nails done every two weeks. I feel like that's not what he was talking about. I feel like that was talking about product. No, no, no. But it's still it's still part of that figure. Okay, it's makeup and skincare products takes the most. I mean, you're refilling on... Okay, so I use Paula's Choice face wash and stuff. And one bottle of her liquid exfoliant is £30. I mean, it lasts a long time. But it's not like, you know, back in the day, Dove soap, borrowed Dove soap to wash your face. 
Um, and then the, and then the face wash is like fifteen pounds. And I'm I'm on the relatively low maintenance end of it all. Like I don't use serums. Um, maybe I should because I don't have the best skin. But you know, serums and uh, you know SPF um, specialized like SPF products um and then the make exactly like the makeup like i don't know more expensive brands and how often you wear them predicts you know how often you're going to refill on on them obviously Mm. so i can see a thousand pounds really yeah oh yeah i can definitely see it especially with how expensive certain products cost and all the rest of it. Does it also factor in perfume? I mean, if it does, then that's like easily, you know. This was kind of like when we did that, um, how much of your wages should you be spending? (laughs) (laughs) Absolute joke. Um, But still, that is... a that is a staggering amount but then again I'll bring up another figure and um we can have a bit of a discussion about it but life is for enjoying right mm-hmm. we can't look at every aspect of our life and say well it cost me this much yeah and say well then it wasn't worth it or it was staggering or it was like put it into context how much money do you spend on other things in your lifetime and then that kind of gives you an idea on how much value it was for you yeah and what brings you joy like certain people get certain like get more out of it like I really enjoy makeup I enjoy this side of things so it probably makes more sense that I spend more money on it than someone who doesn't care about it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah you know for all of those who don't care about it so daily mail now this figure we could just call it bullshit if we want to because I mean, it's not really a beacon of journalism, is it? Um, But in this article, this one was actually a lot kinder on the average British woman's thought to spend this amount of money. It was much lower than the 70 grand. Um, But what I really hated about it, basically said the average British woman is thought to spend a total of £12,645 on health and beauty products in their lifetime, which is vastly different to the 70k. Um, and then it goes on to say roughly the same price as the average first-time buyer's mortgage deposit. First off, this was clearly pre-2021, because you can't really buy much for 12 grand. But to my point, mm. it's about Really, if you're only spending 12 grand in your lifetime on personal grooming, I don't really think that's a lot of money. And also, you can't compare that to, I add up what I spend on, I don't even know, bin bags, and it might come to the deposit. Like, you know, you can say that about anything. You can't add that up over that many years. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's like a fair comparison. Um and it and they also cut in that it's so ridiculous that comparison of that snide comment of you could have spent your money better yeah. else. That's why you can't afford a house. 
I'm going to wait my entire lifetime to save up 12 grand. So at the age of 90, I can buy my first average average property, which will probably be like 100 times more expensive by the time of 90. It's, it's dumb. Um, but a lot of these average spends average spends on blah blah figures are pretty ridiculous in, in general um my next question for you mm-hmm. away from figures i in, in preparation for this episode i did come across some accounts of women who felt like well they said they felt pressure within the workplace to be really well groomed and I wanted to pose the question to you of do you feel that pressure do you think there is that pressure do you think it's self-inflicted by women um and of course we know that you know the better looking you are the more successful you'll be because people like beautiful people like beautiful people people like beautiful people yeah and we and we and we um I think we give more chances to those we see as more favorable. For sure. If you are pleasant, and that is in like the wider sense, if you're pleasant to look at, you're pleasant to be around, you get afforded a few more things than other people, for sure. Exactly. But me personally, I have not felt pressure to be particularly groomed at work. So what's your thought on it? I haven't. And actually, I will say fashion companies I've worked for are the least groomed places probably ever. I had bosses that would turn up in pyjamas, you know, like um, really low maintenance kind of women. I actually think you find in a lot of fashion companies with creatives. Granted, I worked one place where there was like the CEO, a creative director and the CGO were very glam like for sure got like blow dries a few times a week like all of that stuff like head to do head to toe glamour pusses but I thought that was quite unusual and more like them living up to some devil wears Prada fantasy um I think it probably comes from people there are some workplaces that do expect it like I think in a more corporate industry I think I would probably feel that a bit more where you've got to kind of and I still think there's not really good enough female equivalents to a suit for a man. I think it is so easy for a guy to look sharp in a suit, a nice shirt and a tie. And I think it is so much harder for a woman to look presentable in like similar things, depending on their shape. Some women can pull off a pantsuit really well. If you're wearing like a fitted pencil skirt, that feels quite sexualized a little bit in points. I just don't think there's the equivalent. And I also think, yeah, then if you're, I think it's just easier for a man to look put together. And I think a woman has to try a lot harder in those environments to probably look as polished. Mm. Um, but yeah, mine is all self-inflicted in the sense of like, oh, my nails look a bit rubbish. Oh, I hope people won't look at my hands much today. Or it's more self-inflicted or you're, my makeup's not that great. Or you catch yourself in the mirror and it's smudged half down your face. I don't care about that from any perspective other than my own interest in why I put makeup on in the first place was to make myself feel good. Um, But I've also heard of, I know that at Tom Ford, you used to have to wear red lipstick and heels. Mm -hmm. So 
I think some workplaces and you know there's like only recently wasn't there that was like a thing where it was compulsory for women to wear heels and that got banned in an office I think there's I've been fortunate that the places I've been haven't been super super tidy and neat yeah yeah that that Tom Ford thing I don't know if it was a legend or no 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 it was true old rule I don't think it happens anymore. No, I think it has stopped, but yeah. Um, yeah, I I used to work for a brand and this was when I was on the shop floor and it was very much the uniform was part of the appeal of the brand. And as sales associates, we knew from, you know, when you get the job, what the uniform policy is. And the uniform policy does extend to the way you do your makeup and whether you wear heels or not. And you knew that that was part of the, that was part of the deal because probably a reason why you wanted to work there was because of that vintage pinup aesthetic. And so I didn't really mind it then. So I'm not really against certain uniform rules. I think partly because I've lived through some pretty like, strict uniform rules before Mm. but besides that I think you're right in terms of fashion on a whole because you do work in fashion if you're in the office there's a lot of people who might dress in trends so they don't dress formally they don't dress Mm. dress fashionably and then there's some people who take that as an excuse to wear whatever they want to wear And that is not necessarily a well put together outfit. Sometimes that is literally a hoodie and jeans. And that can be your manager wearing a hoodie and jeans. And like, I remember thinking, oh, okay, this is a bit weird. Because when you think about, oh, I'm going to be working in fashion in the head Mm. of, you think that there's going to be some sort of standard or level to upkeep. When it, in my, in my experience, there wasn't yeah um so yeah I know what you mean like those sorts of places definitely I saw some of the like less groomed people ever I think corporate work is different people take their appearance more seriously and less creatively and so I think definitely grooming if like if I were an investment banker yeah and I was getting paid big bucks or I was a solicitor and I was getting paid a lot of money and I was working in corporate I almost feel like the money they pay me is so that I make sure I don't come into the office looking shit it's like we've got no excuse do you know what I mean like all the guys come in with haircuts and a clean shirt for crying out loud <laughs> all the women like don't come with chip nails I mm. feel like that I don't know what that is but it's the expectation of having a particular sort of job at a particular level and so I think if I worked in that sphere then ooh, if I worked in a corporate job in the office then I would feel more pressure. But in general, I think I'm with you. It's a bit self-inflicted. I know for certain I look better if I put on some under-eye concealer and I brush my brows yeah. and I have decent nails. And I I 
don't want to be in the office or on Zoom or whatever, feeling a little bit like self-conscious. I don't know. Yeah. I once explained this to actually a colleague and it was even like, I dress a certain way, like it's for my own confidence. So I had to do like a presentation and I was like, I've put on a good outfit. I was like, and it's for me, I've done my hair and I've done my makeup so I can feel as confident as possible in myself. I might even put on like matching underwear that day. Like I might like go for it and be like, I feel amazing in myself Mm. because I want to feel as confident as I can be. And for me, if I looked in the mirror and saw like a disheveled person, that's not going to make me feel that confident or comfortable doing certain things. Um, And I don't know, it's it's also that thing of, you know, in lockdown when we were working from home and people were kind of like, you should still try and make the effort to get dressed. Oh, it's, basi- it's, it's basically that thought process, but like amplifies a bit is if that's you to make your, whatever you want to do to make yourself presentable, like do that to show up for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Got another question for you. Do you think that grooming is more for the person and fashion is more for everyone else? Like when you get dressed, are you more doing it for the impression you give to your your girlfriends or whatever? Mm. Makeup and you do your hair, you do it more for yourself. I probably think more of the perception of my clothes. I wouldn't think as much about the perception of my makeup. I think more because I'm like, I don't care what other people think of my makeup. Um, I think I'd be more like that. I think maybe I'd think about it all together of like, oh, is this dress and then like intense makeup a bit much. But I think I'd be more self-conscious of like, oh my, what does this outfit say about me? I think I'd more consider that than my beauty regime of that morning. How about you? Um, to me, my grooming is a means to my outfit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, if my hair looks shit, which listen, 80% of the time it does, um, then I don't get to wear the things that I most want to wear. Mm. Um, if my hair's a mess, I don't wear dresses and I don't wear skirts. That's just the thing. I just think, I look like a pig in red lipstick. Like, you know, that sort of like... I did this on um, Sunday. I like put on a really nice dress. It's like, yeah, I'm going to wear this. And I didn't wear any makeup. And my hair was like tied in like a bun on top of my head. And I was just like, I almost look worse than if I was wearing just like joggers or leggings and a t-shirt. I was like, I almost look worse because like... I have half committed to this and I just felt, I felt a mess. Yeah. See, yeah. Um, So I, I'm not the most adventurous like makeup person or I just want to look like I'm glowing a little bit. Um, And that is just to allow me to wear my favorite outfits and that's (laughs) it. And I think that, um, I think my outfits 
are more so than like makeup and grooming my outfits are definitely more about how I present externally Mm. to other people and how other people view me um than my grooming and an example of this is um I think me agonizing over what nail color I'm gonna get no one gives a shit what nail color I'm wearing. Mm. No one cares that I've specifically chosen this pink because I think it will look good with my outfits for the next week. Yeah. That's the thought process that goes in my head. I'm like, okay, so what am I doing next week? <laughs> what yeah. nail color does this involve? And it sounds ridiculous, but I think getting those like little grooming things, like whether it's the false eyelashes or uh, getting um I don't know any other myriad of beauty treatments sometimes it can make such a minute difference that mm. no one else notices except you um yeah so that's my overall thought process interesting yeah so, so the moral of the story is it's expensive isn't it yeah. Um, I guess we could ask that question. Do you think more about the external perception of your, your beauty or your outfit? Because maybe that's why women are driven to spend this much on beauty. Maybe they do feel the judgment of others or do it for other expectations. Maybe we aren't with the majority there also the way it's advertised to us as well beauty is definitely like make yourself feel as young as you or make yourself look as young as you feel and so you can feel good you can feel like the woman you've and always you can look like this beautiful woman in the advert or try to yeah because I'm worth it all of that yeah because clothing is always positioned to us as being part of a tribe yeah being part of a, a trend, a trend. yeah externally and I think that's really probably the reason for it very good point Mm. we didn't even know we didn't even touch on um grooming as we age (laughs) get me some Botox and call it a day (laughs) that'll be another time that'll be for our 40th birthdays that year don't Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Style Over Substance, guys. Don't forget to check out our Instagram or Spotify to respond to this week's poll. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.